Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Lord Jesus, we thank you that it is a good Friday, that it is Good Friday, and we thank you that you are risen from the dead. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy and goodness on all of our lives. Let's open our Bibles to Colossians 1, verses 15, 16, and 17, and remember who Jesus really is. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. Today is Thursday, April 9th. Tomorrow is April 10th. It's Good Friday tomorrow. And this Sunday is Easter Sunday. So we're just going to do a, a short teaching today is what I have on my mind. Um, we're going to talk about who Jesus is. We're going to talk about why it's a Good Friday. And uh, of course, we're going to talk about that this Sunday, April 12th, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, that, uh, that our Lord and our Savior and our Master and our King and our God and our Husband, He is risen. The three most important words in the Bible, He is risen. The resurrection of Jesus validates the entire Bible. If Jesus is not raised from the dead, then nothing matters. Nothing in the Bible matters. Nothing in this world matters. There is no God. There is nothing save the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hence, the three most important words in the Bible are, He is risen. Thank you, Lord. Today we're going to discuss, uh, Lord willing, we'll get here to Colossians 1, verses 15 through 17, and, uh, and just talk about who Jesus is. So let's just invite the Lord into our time, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, Lord Jesus, we, uh, we just we humble ourselves before you, Lord. We just thank you for your mercy and goodness on our lives. We thank you for your favor and your grace, Lord. Lord, we thank you that tomorrow we celebrate Good Friday and Lord, it's Lord, we don't have words for how good a Friday it is for us, Lord, and all that you've done for us. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now. Open our hearts as we study the word of God and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So I'm just going to go ahead and read. It's just three verses. Colossians 1, verses 15, 16, and 17. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him, and for him, he is before all things, and in him 
all things hold together. We always say the first thing we ask ourselves when we come to the Bible is, okay, I've just read that, but why is this in the Bible? And Romans 15, 4 says that everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, was written to instruct us. So what, what does this have to teach us? And the, the magnitude of what is said here is, there's just, there's not, there's not really words for it. I'm going to, I'm going to try to put my foolish words to it, um, and, uh, and speak about it, but it's, uh, you know, these are three verses in the living word of God that, that speak to who Jesus really is. And sometimes I can lose sight of that. Sometimes we lose sight of who Jesus really is. You know, he's, he's not the baby Jesus anymore. He's full blown, all powerful, all knowing God. And, and we're going to talk about these verses before we get into that, I, I want to talk about Good Friday a little bit. Um, tomorrow's Good Friday. Why do we call it Good Friday? Because, uh, you know, it wasn't good for him. It was good for us. Jesus was tortured on Friday. Remember, he had the crown of thorns stuffed on his head. He was whipped and beaten to an inch of his life. He was crucified, had spikes driven through his, his hands and his feet. It's a good Friday for you and me. It's a good Friday because Jesus was punished in our place. All that punishment, the whippings, the beatings, the crucifixion, the crown of thorns being stabbed into his scalp, all that he did on your behalf and on my behalf. He did it in our place. It's what we deserved. On Good Friday, Jesus was beaten in our place, punished in our place, whipped in our place. And he was crucified in our place and and on our behalf. It's a Good Friday because Jesus died in our place. He died the death we should have died. It was me, above all, who deserved to be crucified. Me who deserved to be punished, whipped, beaten, crucified, killed, and sent to hell. That was what I deserved. And save Jesus, it is what I deserve. It's what we all deserve. That's the penalty for our sin. Is death and eternal damnation in hell. But it's a good Friday tomorrow. Because Jesus died in our place. And on our behalf, he gave his life in our place. And on our behalf. And you know, after that, Jesus, Jesus went to hell in our place. And on our behalf, 
Yeah. But when Jesus went to hell, he wasn't condemned in hell like we would have been. He wasn't captured in hell like we would have been. He wasn't held in hell for eternity like we would have been. Jesus went to hell and captured hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus went to hell and condemned hell. Hell couldn't hold him. He overcame not only the beatings, not only the crown of thorns in his head, not only the whips, not only the crucifixion, the spikes in his hands and his feet, but he overcame death and he overcame hell. That's why it's a good Friday. Because he did all that for you and he did it for me. John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's the most famous verse in the Bible, right? It's a good one. It's a good Friday, Lord Jesus. Lord, we can't even begin to understand the mercy that was shown us on Good Friday. You know what mercy is? Mercy is when we do not get the punishment from God that we very much deserve. That's mercy. When we do not get punishment from God that we certainly deserve. And Good Friday is a merciful day because we deserved everything that Jesus took for us and more. But everything he took for us and everything he did was sufficient. We know it was enough. We know that what Jesus did on Good Friday was enough for us. We know that it sufficiently paid the payment for our sin and our disobedience and our rebellion and our wickedness. We know it was a good Friday. And we know that the payment that he gave on the cross, being punished in our place, being crucified in our place, dying in our place, going to hell in our place, we know it was sufficient because of Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is the most celebrated day in the history of Christianity. No other religion has anything else like Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. Because everybody else is still in the grave. Every other religious leader is still in the grave. But Jesus Christ is risen and the reason we know that the payment we made on the cross is completely sufficient for us the reason we know that it satisfied the wrath of god for sin and the reason we know we can fully trust what jesus did in our place on our behalf is that he 
is risen. When God the Father raised Jesus from the dead, that was his seal of approval, his stamp of satisfaction that we can fully trust in what Jesus did in our place and on our behalf. And he proved it by raising him from the dead. He is risen. These are the three most pivotal, important words in all human history. He is risen. Nothing matters without these words. Literally, nothing matters. Throw everything out the window except for these three words. He is risen. And with these three words, everything matters. Everything matters. Every detail of your life, every hair on your head, every hurt in your heart, everything matters because he is risen. Matthew 28, 6, and it's also in verse 7. He is risen. Everybody else is still in the grave. Muhammad's still in the grave. Buddha's still in the grave. Confucius is still in the grave. Jesus Christ is risen. We celebrate Easter Sunday. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus because we know the fact that he is risen. We too will be risen. We will be raised from the dead. You know, the last breath you take in this life, if you're saved, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will immediately wake up in the presence of God. Raised from the dead. Your soul will be immediately raised. Your spirit immediately raised. And then you'll get a spiritual body later on. And you'll live for all eternity with Jesus because he is risen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 15, he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. He, Jesus, the firstborn over all creation. He, Jesus, for by him, Jesus, all things were created. By Jesus, things in heaven and on earth. By Jesus, things visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him, Jesus, and for him, Jesus. He, Jesus, is before all things, and in him, Jesus, all things hold together. That's how that ought to be read and thought about. Those are three verses, Colossians 1, verses 15, 16, and 17. Jesus. We can get in a habit sometimes as, as Christians of talking a lot about God or faith or a lot of things, and we can just forget to talk about Jesus. In this same book, in Colossians 3, verse 17, Paul said, whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Think about that. Whatever you do, in word or deed, anything you say or anything you do, do it all in the name 
of the Lord Jesus. In order to do anything in the name of Jesus, you're going to have to speak his name. I'm going to have to speak his name. Everything we do, we're not talking about in a religious sense here. We're saying you want to make Jesus a part of everything. If Jesus, if you invite Jesus into, into all the details of your life, everything will be better. Obviously, we know that. We believe it. Whatever you do, if you're going to give something to someone, if you're going to bless them, bring up the name Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Have you received his love? We just did a, an offering. Brother Jason gave an offering to Mozambique where people are starving in the streets because of this pandemic. And we said, when you, when you buy the food and give the food, give it to believers and unbelievers alike, but do it in the name of Jesus. Tell them Jesus has a heart for you. That they might know the love of Jesus. But we have to speak his name. We can sometimes listen to whole sermons. Forgive me, Lord, when I have an entire teaching and I don't even mention the name of Jesus. It's all that matters. He is all that matters. He's our alpha, our omega, our beginning, our end, our first and our last. Everything is about Jesus. Look at these verses. When you look at Jesus, you see God. He is the image of the invisible God. Verse 16, for by him, Jesus, all things were created. Think about that. When you go back to Genesis 1, it was Jesus who created everything. It was Jesus who created the world. In seven days. Six days. He rested on the seventh day. It says he created everything in heaven and on earth. How do you even wrap your mind around that? I don't even know what's created in heaven, but Jesus created it. Visible and invisible. How do you create something invisible? Can you create something invisible? He created everything that's visible that you can see. And he created everything you can't see. Just as a side note, there's a whole lot of things out there that we can't see. A materialist supposedly believes in only things material, things he can handle, the material universe. There's a whole lot of invisible things that you can't see that are a lot more important. I don't believe I've ever seen Jesus. I know he's with me. His spirit, his Holy Spirit is with me, but they're invisible to my natural eye. I experience them. I experience his presence. There's a whole lot of invisible out there. There's more invisible than visible. And it says, by him, Jesus, it was created. Apparently there are thrones, powers, rulers, and authorities. Angels. And then after they fell, some of the angels fell. Demons any authority they have or don't have. Remember when Jesus stepped onto the shore and the man, region of the Gadarenes, I believe it was, and the man came to him that the whole town terrified, filled with a legion of demons, at least a thousand. Except he's not terrifying Jesus, he's terrified of Jesus. And do you remember when the demons begged him 
begged Jesus. Jesus wasn't scared. They were terrified of Jesus. They begged, please, they begged for him not to send them into the abyss. They, they, they pleaded with him that they could go into the pigs because they knew they weren't going to be allowed to stay in that man anymore. Because when Jesus is on the scene, a demon can't stay in a man. Just as a side note, you may want to start calling on the name of Jesus. Because still today, demons have to flee at the name of Jesus. Jesus gives them one word. He says, go. And immediately, every one of the demons goes, goes into the pigs. The pigs go and drown and then the whole town's afraid of Jesus. I ain't afraid of the man anymore because it says he was there dressed and in his right mind. If you ever had any mental problems, you'll never know what a blessing it is to have our right mind. The man was in his right mind. Dressed. Begged to go with Jesus. With, I'm sorry. Begged to go with Jesus. That's because whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, they were created by him. They're created for him. And they must obey him, whether they want to or not. The demons were terrified. They said, we know who you are, son of God. All he would have had to do was give a word and they would have been confined to the abyss. And in his omniscience, he let him go into the pigs. But they left the man. Apparently one man is worth more than 3,000 pigs. Thrones, powers, rulers, authorities, all created by him. Jesus. And for him. Jesus. Everything we have is for Jesus. Our life is for Jesus. Paul said, whether we live or die, we do it in Jesus, in Christ. He is before all things. Jesus never had a beginning. He's eternal. He's God. Jesus, the one that gave his life for us on Good Friday, the one that was raised from the dead on Easter Sunday, he's before all things. He's eternal, not created. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit never were. They always am. I am. He never was. He's eternal. He is before all things. Before anything, there was Jesus and only Jesus with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Remember in Genesis 1, they said, let us, the Trinity, make man in our image. He is before all things. And listen to this. It's the end of verse 17 and I'll wrap up. And in him, Jesus all things hold together. Golly, what do you, he's the glue that holds the whole universe together. That's why I said, if there's no Jesus, there's no nothing. Everything is worthless. Paul said in what, 1 Corinthians 15, if Jesus isn't raised from the dead, just go eat, drink, have fun, party, because everything's meaningless. But Jesus has been raised from the dead. He is risen. The three most important words in your life in your Bible and in mine. He is risen. In him, all things hold together. If there was no Jesus, your whole body would just burst apart into billions of pieces. 
the whole universe would be gone because in Jesus, it's all held together. How do you even just think about the magnitude of that verse in Jesus, all things hold together. If there was no Jesus, there'd be no nothing. Because everything is held together in Jesus. And your life and my life are held together in Jesus. The beginning of all things is that we know Jesus. Are you certain you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Was there a time in your life where you know with a sincere heart you prayed and asked Jesus to come into your heart? If not, then, you know, you could pause this podcast and simply pray, Lord Jesus, I confess I'm a sinful person. Jesus, I know that I've done wrong. And Jesus, I believe I'm hopeless without you. But I believe, Jesus, that you died for me on that Good Friday. And you were punished in my place. And you took my sin on you. And Jesus, I believed you were raised from the dead. I believe you were raised from the dead and that you're risen and alive on that Easter Sunday. Therefore, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life and save me from my sin and bring me to heaven when I die. Jesus, I place all my faith and hope and trust and confidence in you alone to save me and to be my everlasting Lord and God. Lord Jesus, please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live each day of my life in love and devotion to you. Jesus, it's in your name I pray, in Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer, God the Father has become your heavenly Father. Jesus has become your Lord, your Master, your King, your God, your friend, your husband your savior. He's become your all in all, your alpha and omega, your beginning, your end. And the Holy Spirit of God has become your guide and your comforter. When you receive Jesus, you're given everything, everything. You're a child of the living God. And we owe it all to Jesus. There is no God save Jesus. With Jesus, you know God the Father. Without him, you know no God. With Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. Without Jesus, you have no Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches God is a trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But we're in relationship with all of them through Jesus. Man, I feel like I'm, I'm worked up here. I'm sorry. I, uh, I don't know. I get excited, I guess. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your mercy and goodness on our lives. We thank you for your favor and grace. Lord, we thank you for Good Friday. We thank you for Easter Sunday. Lord, we ask you to help us to live as Paul instructed Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 verse 8. The simple verse, Lord, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David, this is my gospel. Lord, we know that when you gave us instructions on communion, the Last Supper, you only gave us one instruction, Lord. Forgive us when we added dozens of things to it, Lord, but all you said was, do this 
in remembrance of me. When we take communion, we just want to remember Jesus. Use these verses to help you. Use whatever verses you have. But remember Jesus. Lord, we remember you now. We thank you for your mercy and goodness on our lives. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for a good Friday. We thank you for Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. Lord, we ask you to help us to remember you and what you did for us every day and to celebrate your resurrection and our coming resurrection every day. And Lord, we pray you would draw millions, if not billions, to you this Good Friday and this Easter Sunday. We love you, Lord. We bless you. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org.